Good evening. You're listening to Pushing Boundaries with T and A. I'm T. And I'm A. We always say good evening, but actually you could be listening to it on your drive to work in the morning. You could. So that's you know, okay. Just know that. Happy day. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever part of the day you may be in. <laughs> so today we are talking about We're talking uh, about catty cattiness. women. Cattiness. <laughs> and is <laughs> it is it <laughs> yeah. Is it inhibiting us? Is it keeping us down? Right. And what's the source of it? Why? why? I want to know why. Yeah. Why? I, A, I'm pissed. Why is it a woman thing? Is it a woman thing? You know. Well, well it is. There. It does exist in female culture. That's for sure. Well, it does. Um, I read some interesting things in psychology today about sources of that. Which we will get to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we have two lovely guests who are going to chime in about their experiences and... Um, and yeah, just general. Uh, just have a discussion about it. I want to hear. I know my feelings about it. I want to hear what you all ladies have on your minds about it, and, uh, and just have kind of a roundtable talk and get to the bottom of it. I really do want to know why. I think uh, this is something that's been that we accept as normal behavior in women. And, oh, that's just the way it is. It's just something you have to deal with. But I'm like, why? <laughs> and it can make it very difficult in the workplace, which we'll, we'll also talk exactly, about. Exactly. Exactly. So for fighting for equality and like better opportunity, I don't know if this is the way to go to help each other out. But but a this kind of came up because you had an experience recently. I did. And I was with you and and you said I did. I'll tell you all about it. Slighted me. <laughs> what? I slighted you? No, the woman. That oh, you the had woman. The I never. What? Did. You never slight. What? We're I never full support you, all the time. Yeah, I was like, what? Except for when you're not in the room. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, tonight with us we have back again. We have Melissa Macedo, um, who is a fabulous musician with her and her beautiful twin sister. Thank you. And you can check her music out at macedomusic.com, and they're recording a new album. But we have some of her music on tonight on the show that you'll hear la- hear later. We also have with us Carrie Beelin. My new BFF. <laughs> no, she's uh, just a woman extraordinaire and uh, a nurse by training. So bringing a completely different perspective to this conversation, given that um, T, Melissa, and I are more in the arts. And I think that's a different kind of environment. Yeah. And I, I you know, worked in a real office situation <laughs> for stints here and I, there. So I'll yeah. offer those That's stories. great. I never have. I've never... Been in yeah, office. you're always in a, a business <laughs> owner on your own. Yeah, I either own my own business and work by myself, or with a man who is like a close friend, or yeah, doing artsy, fartsy stuff. Right, which still has conflicts as well. Oh, yes. totally. But like, I haven't been in, like if the it's typical gender related because you'll yeah, have tantrums from the men too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. they're getting emotional in the art in the artistic room. And um, and Carrie, you're launching a new website in like a couple days. I am. It's, it's called Valorist, uh, and I'm starting it with my friend John. And it's very interesting to be in a sort of um, startup environment, particularly with a male counterpart as my business partner. It's been wonderful. I love working with him, and collaborating has just been a really interesting, eye-opening experience. Cool. Uh, so that's launching in a couple of days, guys. You can check it out at valorous.com. Um, and so, okay, so let me tell you the story. Yeah. Why I'm so angry. I, I, I don't know. It's just been on my mind the past. I think it happened a couple times in a row, but right. I'll tell you like the bigger event, which mm-hmm. is, it's not like claws came out or anything. Kind of. Well, it can be, it can are... be the little things it's that the, cut. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't even cut. I was just like, oh, I'm fed up. I've grown up with this a lot. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm just like targeted, but I'm, I think because I'm kind of shy by nature. So I think girls at school have always 
treated I don't know thought like you were colder. Well, thought yeah, I was being a bitch or something right isolating avoiding mm. so anyway we were so T and I were at the uh the NMX conference last last week, couple weeks ago and um, I think I err on the other side I'm a little too friendly and then incidentally people are like to some insecurities <laughs> <laughs> and then the claws come out for a completely so different e- reason either way it's a problem right, right yeah yeah they don't want me to get too close don't get to way too far don't want to get an eye on you we just need to put a leash on T. <laughs> anyway, so so you're so I, so so I was uh, in a group with it, it was just whatever various people talking. It was me, another woman who was wonderful and kind and warm, and then a man who I had met before. And this other woman walks up and she's very attractive, uh, maybe ten years older than me. Um, but she comes up and just like eyes me head to toe. Ugh, I hate that. Oh man, I I <laughs> felt that. It's already that coming. feeling, right? Yeah. She's like, and what do you do? No. Yeah. And, and it's, it's hard to do because there's such a subtext and an undertone that happens in this dynamic, I feel. And, you know, I tell her, oh, you know, I'm here. I've got this podcast. Da, da, da. We talk about sex. I, yes. I said it. You know, we talk about, <laughs> <laughs> we talk, it's, you know, cultural beliefs around sexuality, whatever. Oh, so then it's like a double whammy, right? And for some reason, when you're, uh, I, you know, a woman talking about sex. I don't know. She reacted hmm. and was just like pulled up tight and just kind of gave me this cold look and just stopped communication. Like a wall went up. Wow. Totally went up. Right. Something about you triggered her. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I'm, but I, that's you what know, I said. Yeah. But I, yeah. Anyway, so it makes me angry and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Can't we all just get along? Like, I feel like, <laughs> right. Especially, you know, the whole dynamic of the group shifted a bit, and well, and it was a work environment. It was a work environment, networking, and yeah, yeah, professionals coming together, helping each other out. The other one was like, "Oh yeah, here's some resources. You should do this. You should do that." And then, you know, and then, yeah, I don't know. So there's just this frigidity, and it's not the first time, of course, I've ever. You hit on a good point as well, though, which was age. And it's amazing how much that can play a part in female dynamics as well when it's not an obvious mother-daughter dynamic. Yeah, or, yes. you know, yeah. And especially in the workplace, it's almost become murkier and harder to navigate. I mean, I'm sure men who are, you know, if they're in a leadership role and they're, men, you know, leading a, men who are older than them, I'm sure this is an issue as well. But, but it's an interesting problem, I think, specifically for women because I talked about this with you, I, uh, Women, I do believe in our culture, American society, I mean, Western world, whatever, are maybe all cultures, but valued so much on their presentation mm-hmm. and their physical yes. appearance that there's a heightened sensitivity to it. So it's easier to cut each other down based on those Oh, those I facts completely well. agree. And another thing that I think happens, and I can really speak for, you know, this culture, is that there's a scrutiny, like this this huge, like, what's the word, looking glass, right, placed over, like, women and how they look and age. And there's, like, such this value placed on youth. And, like, the younger you are, the young, if you're not trying to look young, then there's something wrong with you if oh. you're not young, you know? Yeah. So... An example of this that happened recently that really made me mad was actually uh, I was watching the Oscars with a few friends and um, we were all watching right in the first part and then people are coming up and presenting and giving awards and every single time a woman went up and I remember specifically it was Reese Witherspoon, this guy next to me who I didn't know very well, (laughs) 
would go on for the whole time she was talking about how the wrinkles were on her forehead and how weird her forehead looked. And can you believe that she could afford Botox and she couldn't get Botox in her forehead? How dare she age? Basically is what he was saying. And then I was like sitting there fuming silently. I was like, should I pick this? Like, should I go for it? Especially if you don't know the person. Uh, Right. And it was my friend. Also, it was her birthday party. Happened to be on the same day as the Oscars. It was just so many things. And um, I just sat there. And then the next person who presented was a man. He's like, oh, I loved him in this role. <laughs> oh, he was so good in that, whatever. Wow, Amazing. Yeah, very, for his work. Yes. Very next person. Oh, this is what broke it for me. <laughs> Lady Gaga comes up, right? And she sings her big song. Remember that? Yeah. She killed it, she killed she it right? Oh, yeah. He goes up. He says... I can't believe she could show her face. She's the ugliest person I've ever seen. It makes me want to throw up. Wow. He said that. He said, I I lost my appetite. I have to admit that I, early on, was critical of Lady Gaga. And so I didn't know, not that extreme. Right. But the point being, something that's interesting is, who's this guy? I mean, he's not the purveyor. He's not an advertisement person who's generating these things. But he has completely been indoctrinated. Yes. And is spitting out this identical, you know, story of how we look at women. Right. And but I will say, okay, so yes, there's a lot of pressure on on how women look and our appearance, which probably weighs on all of us on a very subconscious level, I you know, and feeds to that cattiness. However, I do feel like this is something our reaction, this is within our control. And I feel right. And so this is what I want to address. Like, I I don't know. So so let me put the question. I, th- I feel like we need to ask ourselves why this happens, right? And so when I look at myself, because I've dished it, I'm sure. Like, right. I, you know, and, and I, I'm not aggressive. I'll go more inward and go, like, you know, flagellate myself or something. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a good thing to do. Right. But, but anyway, but, but a wall of some form will go up and keep me from interacting with a woman if I'm feeling insecure. And um, oh, I see. So in, right. a, in a way you'll go. When you said go inward, I thought you just meant the way that you're critical in your own mind. But you're saying both. You're there that, interacting that with criticism, her and in real time. You're kind sure. of sobering up. That criticism of myself will create the wall. Yes. Right? And so like whether, that's what it's really whether you're about. either aggressive with it and like that bitch, she's right. prettier there. Like, you know, who does she think? You're, whatever. Well, you know, you get like an aggressive vibe. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, I wanted to say, Melissa, your comment about this story Mm -hmm. um, with this guy, I feel like it relates to this way of uh, the aggressive action of, like you're saying, so the opposite of what you do, A, which is, but it's such a problem, which is before this person even um, has said anything about who they are, this, you've already like scanned them, read them, and now you've got an aggressive reaction, like, look at that hoochie in that skirt. Right, yeah. You know, she's a whore. I don't, Mm -hmm. I I don't look like her. I would never do that. Mm -hmm. And then you use that to cut them down to or, judge and yeah, right, to use judge and them. marginalize in whatever right. context you are with them i mean if it's work it's a real problem and i think when you're putting it in the context of work there uh, at least in the entertainment industry there tends to be this sense of lack so it's like there are only so many female roles for women there are only so many female artists and like i think w- when you put it in that lens then women feel threatened by other women more so you're talking mm. about in terms of competing for job position 
or maybe success. that's like linear. Yeah, that's like what it ultimately would be. But like, for example, if a, if another actress walked up to you and like size you up and down, you know, like, oh, another pretty actress, you know, what? and she kind of put her wall up. Well, yes. And I but I and I think this is all boiling back down to insecurity and right. and, and uh, especially in L.A. and this industry told there's a desert. Right. right. So you're fighting right. for, so the, you're for even the oasis more... resource. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So the you're perceived oasis resource. You know. I mean, it's a defense mechanism, isn't it? Though, when you end up sizing somebody up, there's this perception of being able to say we can take things at face value. What a gr- woman, girl ends up looking like, seeing what they're wearing, and that's not necessarily done, I guess, in a like prejudicial way. But there's a way of being able to, you know, see where you are in relationship to others. And I think that's like social as well as professional. And it crosses boundaries in that way. Yeah. I mean, I think I think, yes, I think that the brain does that just to kind of get a bearing on where you are. I get it and get information. It would be beautiful if we could keep that objective. Yeah, no, it's a total shortcut, though. I mean, people end up (laughs) discriminating and being prejudicial and catty for all sorts of reasons, but I don't know whether or not that's, like, you know, intentional. It can come across as very intentional, and it can be deeply wounding, but I'm not sure whether or not that's... It, I'm sure yeah, it's probably it's my not personal experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that what that has been both ways. Like if you address mm-hmm. it as it arises, and you know, I'm one that is very quick to judge on first appearance or you know, the first impressions, but then quickly judges again upon revisiting what who that person is essentially. Right. And um, you know, it, I've been somewhat ashamed to believe that I've had to go back and revisit the judgments that I first ended up making about first impressions or what have you, especially amongst women. Okay. You're checking Great. yourself though. Yeah, exactly. Come gold star. <laughs> and I just I just am asking for a little bit more of that people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know, I read this great article in Psychology Today specifically about cattiness and how would you handle it in the workplace, this kind of thing. But um, you know, they really hit on the head of that idea of envy and um that, you know, historically, um well, let's see. Okay. So, you know, many women are um sorry. <laughs> But okay, basically, historically, we've learned to use a more covert or manipulative way of working, mostly because there has been this, this cultural um, term of like the weaker sex and talking about it that way. And and this idea that men, you know, go more direct, like when there's when they want something, and then women have learned to be more indirect, right? And, um, and are socialized not to express aggressive action, so they do it differently. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, right. And and I liked how they rephrased it in Psychology Today, which was let me let me find my little text here. Um, <laughs> but women will inadvertently strengthen the false notion of gender norms by failing to face uh, competitive feelings head on or learn to deal with them in a positive way. And it talks about envy, and then envy kind of manifesting into. Um, you know, yeah, using these negative feelings and and directing them outwardly at this other woman, right? Rather than taking a moment to actually um, assess why you're feeling that and then actually acknowledge that this could be a way of identifying something that you want or want to be. Right, an insight into yourself, right? Well, right, yeah, that that inner reflection. Like if I'm feeling derision or insecurity and directing it at this person, um, it's actually showing me something about myself. Sure. and, And... 
how can I change that? I mean, you know, just the other day, I have a friend whose hair yeah. always looks impeccable. I think I'm going to start doing my hair better. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but <laughs> I started feeling a little jealous. But, yeah. recognized it, right? You put words to it. You recognize it. And you I, identify well, it. exactly. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing is that, like, it takes balls, right? It takes courage to be able to face your little demons. And these are, in the grand scheme of things, these can be very small. Like, oh, yeah, I need, okay, I want to be doing my hair differently. Or it could be wow, this woman, uh, who, whatever, she, it could be really important. Like the way she uh, interacts with men is profound and, um, and I don't do that. I do something else and I like what she does, you know, but I feel like yeah, women we can need be to get to that level. The, right. So that women threatens who are maybe us. more comfortable in an environment of men, this kind of thing. Right. And so I, and I, yeah, this, this introspection needs to happen because then we can learn from each other and it opens the gates up. Right. Right. And it opens. Exactly. 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 Model good behavior and then. Right. Well, and I think that's the biggest. I think that's our biggest danger uh, is dealing with, with mentors. And the only way that say us, once a minority sex, not minority, but a discriminated against sex moves ahead is with certain mentors in place. We're going to take a mini break and uh, listen to some Melissa of Melissa's music. Um, And we'll be right back to talk more about that idea of, you know, the dangers of what cattiness can do to us. You're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. Sorry. boundaries of tna <laughs> she's t i'm t i'm a and uh that was some of melissa's music and uh and tonight we're talking about uh we're back to our conversation about catty women and uh how just quickly yes, sisters you can find yeah and misadomusic.com just google us we're everywhere yeah um, sorry. So go ahead. And Melissa's talking about yes, yes. Patty women tonight with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, along with Carrie B. I always, always mess up her last name. <laughs> it's been like five times earlier today. I'm like, Bielin. Bielin. I feel like there's a little Carrie intentional Bielin. sabotage here. Can you talk about your jealousy towards I know, her? right? What does this mean? What does it mean? <laughs> Let's really Shit. confront that issue yeah. head on. <laughs> I, I do know. want to address the Psychology Today article. Because I think the gender studies major in me is clawing its way out right now. Um, Because I do think the terms manipulative and passive aggressive have been unfairly assigned to women. And that behavior that men, the same behavior that men would exhibit, wouldn't necessarily be labeled as much. 
Right. And where actually, I think men can be a little more manipulative yes. than anyone even talks and about. Freaking passive aggressive. Never talked about. Exactly. Good call. Passive aggressive too. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think it's really you know there's ev- everyone does it right. There's like the these terms that are assigned for these gender roles like oh women must be this and they're a quieter and they take it in and okay while well, some of that may definitely be true person-to-person basis I feel like there are things that women do and it's like oh she's a bitch she you know not oh she was aggressive you know like so I think the language in that article like kind of so it's very problematic. I think I also did a bad job of reading it out loud oh, in I'm my not, little yeah. notes no but I, I, I think, think they did word it in the way of they highlighted this idea that that it is it is reinforcing gender norms that have been assigned to us gotcha that aren't Ne- you know that aren't necessarily true to sex but rather that we've right created these stereotypes right. of like the weaker sex. yeah they weren't saying right they, they weren't labeling the weaker sex right like, okay i wasn't <laughs> sure that, that would be very inflaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> i totally would not have quoted it on this like, no but, yeah but you raise a really good point which right these are definitely the complications well, and i do feel like really quickly with oppression because women are in fact oppressed like i i think there's a whole dynamic of the power struggle so when women when there is like more power a woman is perceived as more powerful as we are seeing, regardless of political affiliation, but as we have seen with Hillary Clinton and how people comment and talk about her and, you know, right, comparatively. Outfits, right. So I think her well, physical appearance. Speaking about power, there was an article, Jezebel, Tracy Moore um, wrote an article for Jezebel that was talking about that, like this, she was referring to this science article that was talking kind of more in alignment tea with what your psych today, psych today? Yeah. Psychology today. Was talking about, but. And she was like, oh, forget the science, whatever, you guys are full of crap, it doesn't always work. What's really going on here is that um, you've got a group that is denied power routinely and mm-hmm. um, that is culturally reduced to having only one kind of power, sexual. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that creates a different kind of power play within yes. women that is sexually based, I suppose. Yeah. It was well, interesting. And I to me, that comes that, back. Yes. That's really well said. But that also brings me back to this idea of the physical perception and how much is riding on that for us as women. Yes. How much um, value is placed on that. Right. Oh, on appearance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Claire, I was really interested in the, the work that you're doing. I, did I, I just carry. I'm sorry. <laughs> why can't we carry? Why can't you get your name right? What is this? Right? That's we'll so just awkward. Bump along the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Carrie <laughs> Dillon. I caught it as a game. All right. Sorry, Carrie. I was fascinated by, you know, you're working in nursing and um, how, what percentage is women? It's, it's high. It's extraordinarily high. Percent women? Yeah. I mean, it's changing at least. I'm a new graduate right now and even um, just getting my feet wet and trying to end up taking job interviews and what have you. I'd say that it's probably about, you know, 10 to one and that's possibly being generous. I don't have the statistics, but it's overwhelmingly. um, And we had talked about, mm -hmm. you know, coming into the workplace for an interview uh, and and the challenges of that the minute that you see, you know they're sizing you up, you're sizing them up. If it's yeah, and I want to I want to hear your with. experience, Carrie, because I think you have a different uh, background than we all do. I, you know, so how has your experience with that been? It's, in healthcare, you know, I, it's definitely not entertainment. Where I think, uh, you know, you'd go to a casting. This is my imagination of what it would be like <laughs> in entertainment, going to a casting and sizing up other people. But you do have that experience of being sort of assembly line processed into a system where you're interviewed and you know your appearance obviously ends up mattering you get to dress up and everything else 
But in regard to communication styles, absolutely. There's totally a difference, is my feeling. I don't know whether or not it's real about the qualities and qualifications that people are looking for from like male applicants and female applicants. And um, it's important to realize that these things are pervasive amongst all industries. It's sure. not just entertainment. Do you feel a sense of, and we touched on this earlier, this mentorship thing, transforming this bear, these barriers that we create as women out of our, our insecurity. That's how I, that's what I feel is going on. Um, and transforming that into a more mentorship, like we're in it together. I can help yeah. you lean on me. Do you feel um, that at all? Or? I've had to seek that out, but that's something that I've just sort of come into understanding that that is a requirement for me, for my professional development. That's something that perhaps is available through other institutions, whether it be like educational or professional types of organizations. But I think it's enormously important to end up having people that you can go to with your concerns. Certainly if you're inexperienced like myself, it ends up um, being just another uh, resource that you can call upon. So I've got great professional, um, you know, professor, professors and prof uh, professionals that I can reach out to. Um, and I don't feel like I'm, you know, in any way handicapped and being able to do so would be um, an ask. Right. And then so have you, so, so you feel you're in a work environment that is yeah, cohesive. Oh, great. Um, in, in some ways and in some ways not. And I hope to step into those shoes, you know, professionally and grow into that capacity. But um, I think there's systems that are out there. Okay. And so nursing, because I, I was actually in nursing school for a semester. Oh, wow. No way. Well, yeah. Oh <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah, Real life so it was a whole other <laughs> life, right? <laughs> and I was like, F this, and I graduated <laughs> with, with my psychology degree. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to remember, like, that was just, you know, not half a semester of experience. But I, I think, the, you know, it was, it, was, it was all women. I think we had one man in the class or right. something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was really a positive experience. I mean, I feel like that's a more sisterhood kind of oh man was it a sisterhood or, <laughs> well that's my curious is it is it or was it like su super catty I feel like you could go either um, way with that you know I felt a little bit like an alien at the school that I went to I think mm. there was a bit of being an outsider being gay but not yet being comfortable to end up sharing that aspect of my life socially with other other people that were quite frankly my peers and future professionals that I'd be working with um I don't know whether or not that's unique mm. but that was my experience uh, there definitely were times that I felt like I was carrying myself with far less grace and aptitude than everybody else, but that could have just been my insecurities. And I think it's interesting it keeps coming back to the insecurity because we, then we have to examine what sort of culture are we being raised in where women are constantly questioning and doubting and are less confident, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not sure it really played into my confidence so much as it was totally different. I felt like an alien. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the community. I wasn't familiar with the profession itself. I had taken all these prerequisites and had applied myself to try to do my very best, but I still right. felt, uh, you know, very challenged. And I'm not sure that um, I would have been better suited in like a different industry. That should, could have just been where I was at. You know, I think it's, it is I. the same in other industries yeah. as well, because even in, I mean, for myself in the entertainment industry, I work with a lot of women because I choose to do that. And when you find that community or sisterhood, shall we call it, or whatever we want to call it, um, when you find women like that, who are supportive, who are, who do understand. I think there's that difference. You know when you meet a woman who is not like that versus a woman who is. Yeah, there is a difference. And I feel like I've met those few women few and far between, uh, to be honest. I mean, I, I've, I've worked mostly on my own, so I can't, you know, I haven't really been 
in a more normal situation. But T, you've been in, uh, you worked in an office before. Yeah. What What's funny is that I was in this branch office that was all men. <laughs> <laughs> of course uh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. I know. And, um, and they were lovely. Uh, and they loved you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you I had no problems was, at all. Well, I got to be, uh, in a way, a little bit like the office darling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the little, you know, the girl in the office. Yeah. Um, and I, but I was lucky to work with a boss that I, or who I felt really valued my opinion, really, uh, brought me into the conversation, mm-hmm. um, thought of me as a confidant as well. Uh, and I'm not sure that it was specifically because I was a woman. I think we had a good friendship. Um, it was a good work environment in that sense. There was a female in the, in the main office that I had to work with. Um, and it feels like a mix of, being new to the industry, being very young, right? First job out of college, this kind of thing, um, where I definitely see now in hindsight where I was making mistakes, right? Like I, I would, didn't know what I was doing. So there were naive questions, naive, you know, mis- whatever, just mistakes and, and ways of, um, you know, whatever. Sure, you're yeah, new, yeah. Making mm-hmm. errors. I'm trying to come up with some yeah. specific examples, but, you know, yeah. just almost like where you, you're a bit daft. You don't realize you're, and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. Okay. <laughs> right. I'll, you know, sorry <laughs> right. I emailed you, like, one too many emails. Like, yeah. I called her because I didn't, I couldn't find the button, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, these things. But I did find there a, a bit of a tension came up, and I, I definitely felt more comfortable going to these men in my office who seemed to have more of a patience dealing with me than my immediate higher up who was female that I was going towards. Um, so that was something when we decided to talk about this, a that, that concerned me, which comes back to this mentorship idea. You know, part of me felt insecure that it was an issue of, oh, I'm naive and I don't know what I'm doing here. And that's why I'm getting this critical eye. Um, but I've also had experiences where I'll, I'll be telling my friends this and they'll say, no, that's definitely... <laughs> like a sexist mm. situation or a discrimination from, the woman. from a woman. Yes, yeah. yes. Like a, ca- a cattiness right. um, because she's threatened or she, you know, finds you. So she's not helping. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like right. she's letting me drown in the pond instead of stepping right. in going, I see that you're new. How can I help you? Right. Mm. And and on the flip. Oh, my God. I'm having all these memories now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that you're mentioning it, there was a woman from a different company, completely unaffiliated. Um, who had to work with me to develop a uh, a presentation, that a, a group presentation with these two companies. And um, when I told her I was new, stepped in instantly, was mentoring me on how to do everything and giving really clear direction and really great feedback. See, and by the end, we were best friends and I wrote her a letter saying thank you. And yeah, right. that's what we need more of. Right. Right. And, and and that's a woman who's, you know, not threatened. She's not focused on herself and what she's not getting or, right. you know, Feeling anything like that. She's focused on you and how she can help you and, and, and win the work together. Right. right. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about women in the workforce and uh, I mean there has been for a while but especially now especially in Hollywood right and um, equality specifically but women having opportunity and there's uh, there's such a like astonishingly low degree of female directors which carry you know and writers there's 11% of the writers in Hollywood are female and how what <laughs> yeah. what did you say the percentage was of directors it's less than 10% I mean right and people that have been nominated for Academy Awards you can think of probably maybe five Right, right, oh, right. Yeah. And so, totally. like, this is a thing. And so, I, but I'm looking at this when I objectively, and I'm like, yeah, but if this is the way we treat each other as women, like, I, I don't know. I don't see how, like, we need to come together and group together and create that mentorship vibe that T had in her office. And 
Exactly. If we're going to like really get somewhere together. Right. And, you know, you know, in a way, it's almost like so men have been in the workforce, let's say, since the beginning of the workforce. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have laid all this groundwork. They have all this mentorship. They have this boys club in some industries. Right. And um, probably most. I don't know. Um, and so <laughs> you're not a part of it. <laughs> I'm not a part of the boys club. Um, but I've uh, been golfing with them. Yeah. And it's starting to change slowly. <laughs> cool. Awesome. <laughs> Um, but it's like as women, I think we and, you know, everyone in the future, like, and there already have been so many, but are the pioneers for that kind of mentorship, mentorship, like taking people on and being initiative, initiating it. Ah, initiating <laughs> it. There's the yeah. word. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think that's, oh. Carrie, were you going to say? I was just going to say back to movies and television. It makes such an enormous difference to end up having a person's story, regardless of how diverse it you know is on the face of it. But to end up having those stories out there, you can't imagine what it is like to end up you know being in a position where you could possibly become a female director or musician or someone that's not going visualized on the cover of a magazine. If you can't see it, if those images aren't out there, it's very difficult and would be completely impossible mm. for many people out there to assume that those positions would be available to them. Right. Interesting. There. That's an interesting point. Mm -hmm. And they're very rarely out there. And I just really quickly want to say that uh, when we were at Sundance, I read an article that the Sundance, the female directors, they did this study of the women who won awards and over time what happened versus the men. The men were given opportunities to direct like big, huge budget films features, which is while, how directors actually sustain themselves exactly anyway. while the women <laughs> the like films don't make the money it was insane they none of them were hired again for any other budget thing they were talked about in the media as new filmmakers whereas these like first-time male directors were hired for like these huge budget films i just thought that was interesting yeah you know what and i've thought about this and i don't know all the details of why this happens i don't know if anybody really does one thing that comes to my mind is back to well my experience so far in the industry is that it is relationship based, right? I mean, it is you get jobs because of you know who, who you've you know. met and well, who, who you've you know met, who you know who you have chemistry with, sure, in a genuine way, not sexual, but right? And, and when then, I, right, yeah. and then when I'm creating projects, I immediately go to my friends and right. my talented people and like who do I want to bring on, right? So, um, I think you, that's the key. You right. create projects, right? Like, well, yes, women should create <laughs> projects, you know, <laughs> and then mentor. So, yes, but also like no women right yeah and if but if i'm a woman and i don't want to hire other women because i'm insecure kind right. of, and i don't want to be faced with um seeing my own shit on some level because you're looking at people who constantly remind you of yourself right or whatever <laughs> then i'm not going to be hiring women as much right i don't know is this this is something yes. that's just this carrie she's pondering <laughs> she's like, i don't know about this <laughs> but uh, i don't know it was a thought right well, I always, I was always timid about. Oh, we're taking a mini break. We do need to take. We're going to take a yeah. mini break, <laughs> and then I'm going to come back and talk about my my fear of immediately jumping to that conclusion that there's some sort of discrimination on that front. Mm -hmm. um, a little song by the Macedo sisters. Mm, Care to you. to mention it? A what me? Just, I, <laughs> I don't know. The song while I don't I, know while what I song. It up. Are All you, of her music is great. I don't uh, know. What, thank I don't you. Know. Are you playing your skin, Melissa? Or, yep. If this is your skin. By Macedo.
TNA. I probably should have said this at the top, but uh, we are doing our own sound today, so it's a little spotty. And um, <laughs> my womanly instincts were to just act like everything was fine, <laughs> but it's not. What's well, going okay? We're, do- we're, we're doing good. There's we're fine. We're getting there, through. So. Poor Johnny. Uh, we miss Johnny. Yeah, we miss Johnny. <laughs> our sound uh, tech, our sound tech connoisseur. That's the wrong word. Uh, uh, pro- guru, master, yeah. guru. So, I was going to say that when I was um, like, I, I, you know, I mentioned sort of in college and just right after that time interviewing for jobs, I, I really felt uh, blind to that idea that, that I was being discriminated against, I guess, you know, by women. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't always see it. Mm. So I just wonder, you know, how it's, it's like, is it happening? I mean, it's one of these really difficult things to pin down. It is. It is. And you don't like I had an experience um, that. Like I was, I was interviewing for a production company, and uh, there were three men there, and this woman who was the decision maker, who was you know, tall, beautiful, stunning, older than me, but uh, but whatever, cool, cool chick, I guess. But you were um, admiring her. I was admiring her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, I I didn't get the job. I'm not saying it's because she was discriminating against me, but I there was to me a distinct undercurrent of tension between me and her and it was not generated on my part I mean I really did I yeah, think you felt like you walked I, in and you already felt like thought something's you know, off yes. you know you just you know it. you know right yeah. I'm not alone in this no, you just know when you definitely feel it right so there was that and I'm like I walked out of there and I'm like there's no effing way I'm getting this job because of that and because of that it's like the, you know there's no way this attractive woman is going to hire another attractive woman. It's just mm. not going to happen. That's interesting. The alpha female. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, anyway, it's so, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I had it, a similar experience. So I went is in it to an interview, young, attractive woman. I thought really beautiful. I'm like, oh, she's going to be my best friend. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was not... You know, I, I, I thought best friend and then kind of midway through the interview, Something I was perfect. a little too perfect for the job. Hmm. You know, oh. it was, yeah, I, hmm. I, you know, it felt like I'm such a good fit. Maybe she feels threatened that they're, you know, that I'm going to take over her role or something uh, like this. Uh-huh. Um, and that definitely comes from scarcity of opportunity. I mean, this was theater and a woman in theater right. and in New York. No, go ahead. Well, I do want to tell a quick story. I was I was speaking to someone. Uh, I I won't say who, but they were nominated for a Grammy last year, so they were a big per- woman in the entertainment industry. And I was like, "Hey, I just want to say I really admire you and look up to you, especially for being a woman like at the top of your game, you know." And I was like, "I really appreciate that." And she was like, "You know, it's so funny." 
because the women who are like my peers at my level are the weirdest to me and the men are the most supportive see and that and that was Mm. like coming straight from the horse's mouth or whatever that expression is they feel real competition (laughs) you know i have to take a buddhist perspective on this which is as far as i understand buddhism which is probably very minimal (laughs) but but um it's like sort of the notion of karma, I guess, or like you give. Uh, yeah, I, maybe this is in the Bible too. I don't really know. I don't study the Bible. I but teach it in work. Uh, I don't know business like, school. The more you give, the more you're going to get back. Exactly yeah. economics. <laughs> I don't know. Is that some kind of economics? I don't know. But Actually, but yeah, yeah I like, don't teach it at business school. But, but I just meant good business like, practices. It yes. is well, yes. One it's think. also a little counterintuitive sometimes. Yeah. But I find I that that you? works the best, right? Like if, okay, if you, when, when I have fear that if I'm collaborating with someone and bringing someone on and I'm worried that they're going to surpass me or I'm threatened in some way, I lean into that. I choose to lean into that moment and I'm like, okay, great. Then like hire her because she's going to be really good or whatever. Like, and um, yeah. then I feel like that generosity or I, I don't know, I think it's a different I rather than like right. conserving well, and trying to keep yours for yours. Like, yes. And pay it forward. Yeah. Pay, pay it forward. forward. Right. And also kind of like I, I heard recently in an interview, Carrie Washington said, I don't view someone asked her, oh, do you think there are few roles for women, especially women of color? She said, I don't view it like that. She said the roles that are mine are coming to me. And if not, like I I, you know, I, I don't panic about that. And I think right. that's so healthy. Yeah. I mean, as individuals, I don't think you can lose sleep over it, but I think you can look within. I mean, the way that we're talking about it, which is how can you be better at that? Yeah. How can exactly. you be a mentor? How yeah, can exactly. you, yes, exactly. you know, yeah, support. I kind of want to play devil's advocate and just say, well, on the converse, how do men handle that kind of competition or, or feeling threatened? I mean, That's a I whole feel like they do, right? Thing. And I'm trying. Well, I just mean, is there? Yeah, is there a comparison? I, I mean, I do we think ha- men can be catty as well, right? It's probably characterized totally differently. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, instead yeah. of being, um, you know, considered passive aggressive, you're considered assertive. Instead right. of it being a pejorative to end up speaking your mind or gunning for a promotion or a raise or something, you're considered just to be the norm. You know, so right. maybe it just mm-hmm. falls into neutral. Instead yeah. of a instead of a judgment, yeah. Carrie, I have a question for you because you're um you're a lesbian, right? Yes. Okay. I'm gay. I have a question for you about that. Do you, in women that know that you're gay, do you still oh, get knows. that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So do you still get that comp that like undercurrent competitive vibe? Uh, you know, or does I'm it go surrounded away? by some amazing women that I have sort of sought out. Again, being in L.A., you kind of need to end up finding your tribe of people. And I have some really amazing, wonderful, straight allies. I've got gay female friends. But I found that, you know, I think the dating scene itself, it depends on where your mindset is. If your heart's in the right place and you're just trying to end up going out and meeting new people, you can have great experiences. If you're going in it to, with some sort of level of hostility, you're going to be met with kind of a, you know, that type of environment. Right. Create that opportunity yourself. But yeah, I mean, I think that's probably one of the things that I've personally ended up struggling with is trying to end up communicating um, openly and honestly about expectations when it comes to relationships, regardless of whether or not it's romantic, um, especially. Um, I think one of the things that I've had to face in the past is the judgment from others, other female friends professionally or socially as to whether or not like I fall in love with them or have inappropriate boundaries or something. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the same in the gay community and I'm just one person in the gay community. Um, right. You know, 
it's been my yeah, experience. Yeah, I think you said something really important, which is that you do surround yourself with really amazing women, right? Yeah, no, like, I'm so thankful for the friends that I end up having. And, you know, they have vastly different backgrounds than myself, which I think is enormously important. Right. Because it, it, you know, you'll be more tolerant, you'll be more open-minded, you'll be able to ask questions and have them, right. you know. And right. I think that's beat you down for asking stupid questions right and as more young women see women like that right and see all these communities and groups of these safe spaces that will open it up for them as well right it's a different model of how to be yes a woman and how to be a woman to a woman yeah and i i wonder also okay so let's talk about that instance when you're in a workplace and you're trapped (laughs) by by having an employer that's maybe uh, like a female employer yes, who's sizing you up. Yeah, and there's mad cattiness coming your way, and it could like be a how peer. do you deal with it? Yeah, it could be an an office peer or someone who's above you. Um, I actually have a friend who's going through that right now, okay. and it's horrible. It's stressful. I can mean, we, yeah. can you talk a little? That bit was about my whole them? like sixteen and before. What? So <laughs> Melissa, what's some of the the challenges? Like they're actually kind of actively gunning for her. Basically, this boss gave everyone else in the office. Uh, promotion except for her except for my friend wow Um, female boss female boss and female friend um she makes comments all the time that kind of cut her down and don't value her opinion don't value her opinion and then she'll she this boss has this weird thing where then she'll feel like she just wants my friend to like her in a weird way but then she has this crazy power dynamic with her where she just puts her down that's so interesting, twisted. but you know what? And I just t- I thought about this the other day is uh, we have such a deep need for acceptance, mm-hmm. humans do. And so I can see how that could be, right? Like yeah. if someone threatens you, it's because there's a quality in them that really you admire right. or want mm-hmm. to exude. Right. Well, actually, you Perhaps. raise a point as well. If you're an employer in charge of lots of people and you're still concerned with their judgments of you, you're simultaneously giving orders and then going, are they OK with that? Yeah. Do you, are you upset that I did that to you? Maybe. I Yeah. With this. Yeah. With that's this what it is. Situation. Because she'll do that and then she'll be like, oh, is everything okay? And, and then she'll, this, yeah. this is what really, she'll be like, well, I know you. She'll take things, right? She'll take them all out to happy hour. It's her trick. It's like a trick she does. And then she'll get them to open up <laughs> yes. about their lives. And then she'll be like, pull it out in the office. And she'll be like, does this, I think this has to do with your relationship with your mom. Like, Becoming oh, no. this like psychologist, wow. and my friend is just like, who is this woman? Like, how dare yeah. she? Okay, I I reading online. It's interesting. There's tons of content about cattiness, yeah. and how to cope with it in workplaces. And there's this great like feed of someone posting and asking for feedback, and um, and I just think there's some good examples of of maybe like addressing it. I mean, you would never, I think, address it head on, saying, "Hey, you're being catty," but I yeah. think it's almost like giving acceptance in the in a way right. that you can right like approaching them in a way that says i'm so grateful that you're my mentor in yeah, this like work try to calm the ego down yes fill them with kindness yes. <laughs> yeah basically and like circumvent yeah. or identify what this like red nerve is mm-hmm. and get past it in some ways there were there were two books that that someone had recommended on the feed and it was called uh mean girls grown up by cheryl delasega <laughs> and then in the company of women by um oh pat uh, Susan Murphy and Pat someone. But anyway, in the company of women, I mean, you can find it on Amazon. Let's That's be real. Really, Get on yeah. Google. Uh, <laughs> but it was so interesting that there's even all this literature about it because it's such an acute problem. 
I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally spent I, most of my childhood dealing with this and it was horrific. Growing up was hell for me. But, um, but I was also a kid, so that adds a different element to it. But I did the whole killing kindness thing until one day I just had to, to hit the bitch. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying. Can I, you I, tell you us a little bit about that? Yeah, fight in the I, playground. I'd love mean? to know. I was 13, 14, freshman in high school. And uh, yeah, this is this ga- a gaggle of girls that were just oh, mean relentlessly girls. mean girls. Yeah. Mm. And so I was doing the whole killing them with kindness thing forever. And, uh, the, and anyway, it, gym class one day and I just turned around. She, like the volleyball happened to like hit her and she thought I was doing it on purpose. And, and so she's like, kicked me in the back of my leg. You'll never do that to me again. And I, oh, wow. I was taking karate at the taekwondo at the time. Oh, you're ready to go. <laughs> and I just learned how to pack a punch, literally like how to curl your little fingers. And so I curled my little fist in the ball. I just turned around and I hit her. It was like something took over me. I'm not. A violent nature no but person by nature but it just it was one of those moments that had to happen wow so well, i think you raise you know, a good point how do you not, pack a punch without injuring which is this idea right. of injuring myself no no i'm saying oh, oh we're, we're actually, now making really, a metaphor how do you do the adult version <laughs> yeah, of that yeah we're making a metaphor now about adulthood <laughs> in, but, the, in the workplace you know i think yeah what's really interesting about that is that your experience with the mean girls and like that whole thing it's the same feelings oh it totally is right? the same feeling. I, but i will say this nobody ever bothered me ever 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 again <laughs> in school ever right. like it totally changed the well, dynamic I was about to say and, that i think yeah. killing ki- with kindness not to like you don't want to misinterpret for just being a pushover in right. every way right. but maybe there is this almost fine balance of how can i help you mm-hmm. how can i you know and kind of being assertively present right right but still like with this kind gesture to be i don't know oh yes i think that's all you can do ultimately I mean, in doing right. that, I, and and you know, and then encourage in the mentorship end. as women get older to help the younger the younger group. Right, that's so interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, ahead. I just feel like I had to have that own reflection in myself. It's kind of been a slow realization. I think by going to um, a lot of like business learning events, conferences, this kind of thing that or or workshops where you where they're educating you on different formats, I sort of became more aware of when other women are asking me for advice, even peers, right? Well, how did, how did you get that job? How did you meet these people? Mm-hmm. And there is kind of a, an instinctive, you know, mm. like, I protect. Resist it, though. Yeah, Resist protect. it. No, I, and I do. And I do. And I go, I go, oh, whatever. This is how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, Godspeed. Like, you know. Well, yeah. But it's like, yeah, yeah. You need to explain and share and, and not have that threat. And not only that, but it's going to come back in a positive way. And I don't think that in general I was being taught that. And I would say that other women are not being taught that. I agree. Mm-hmm. So my call to action, I feel, is look at those reactive moments like T had, you know, when, and like, I I think that we've all had of like putting up the wall or saying no or not helping or like pulling into yourself and no, it's mine, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and also looking at the mirror. Don't be afraid to look at the mirror when a woman who is, is, you know, is threatening you. Like, look at why. Yeah. I'm horribly jealous Mm. of her perfect hair and makeup every day. (laughs) (laughs) How does she look so good in the morning? (laughs) Totally. Sorry. Super. No, 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 but that's important. I mean, it's the same, it's it's the same thing. Yeah, no, it was just like, okay, so do you, you know, need to 
do something different in your routine or yeah. is or maybe you just need to acknowledge and accept the fact that you're a little insecure there just looking at it I'm just saying looking at it without even fixing it well, can just I loved help and but I that. loved the idea of using it as a motivational source right. like oh I want to be doing what that woman right. is doing mm-hmm. and I would like to be there in my career what can I learn from her? How can I take action now that I've identified like that I'm that I'm not living that life? I'm not fulfilling that need. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a highly evolved stance to end up taking though. Like to look but we at can something do it. and say, I want it. I, I'm going to run right at it. This is this is something that I can do. That's amazing. And my jealous great. rage need to is do coming more of that. There. We need to do more of that. <laughs> we need to do more of that. What is the first step? Okay. Acknowledge that perhaps there's some sort of, um, you know, something that you want to aspire to. So that insecurity is rooted somewhere. But use that right. experience to move forward positively. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. first first step is just being aware of those feelings and those thoughts. Because I think we can oftentimes experience them without even... Um, realizing that that's what's going on. No registering. Right, oh, without yeah. it registering. Right. And so, I, yeah. Uh. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then being the woman, right? Like being, like I want to focus on, okay, if I want to help fix this issue you need in to be women, a better woman, I need to be a better woman. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, that's, okay, well, I don't, you know, it is more difficult to identify, oh, I'm now being a victim of this. Right. But maybe, maybe the solution is, not even trying to fix that person, but rather, never how is. can I, how can I right. be, who could I be helping right now, even though I'm now being tormented right. by this woman? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm being tormented here. So I'm going to, you know, turn around and the other women that that's I can true. help, you know, make sure that never happens to anyone that's working for her. Right. Any yeah. final words? Running final words, ladies, about cattiness. Meow. I, I <laughs> do a little meow acapella. Yeah, we I do. I just feel like it's great, like to come together and be mentors and be leaders, because that's how real change happens by action. Yeah, each individual taking action. I think also the idea that that no matter where you are in your career, you can be a mentor as well. I think yes, I had this yeah. feeling of going, well, who am I? How could I help right. anyone? But then I go, I actually know a lot more than I did than ten years think? ago. Oh, definitely. So definitely, step up, be a mentor. <laughs> I agree. All right, so we've been talking with Melissa Macedo of Macedo Macedo Girls. Yeah, oh, Macedo. Yeah, sorry. Thank you for having me, guys. Yes, thank always you. As thank always. you for your always gender you. studies uh, knowledge. <laughs> thank yes. you. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes, and your singing voice. Yeah. And we've also been talking with Carrie Beelin, who is starting uh, launching a new website called Valorous.com. Thank you. I had a blast. Thanks for being here. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. <laughs>